Dish from Waitrose is an SE Creative Studio production. Fizz Beyond Carbonated Water. Introducing the Infizz Fusion by Sage. Carbonate a refreshing strawberry wine cooler or a homemade lemonade like never before. Infizz. And release. Infizz your flavour. Sage, the Infizz Fusion Carbonator, available in a range of Lux colours, exclusively at John Lewis. Our podcast might contain the occasional mild swear word or adult theme. Hello, I'm Nick Grimshaw. Welcome to Dish, where each week myself and my life partner, Angela Hartner, <laughs> we come together and we have a dinner with a guest. We got the incredible David Harewood, which I'm super excited about. Love him. And what are we going to pair David with? So I think it's red wine and a steak sandwich, steak Ooh. sandwich and chips. Brilliant. Before you start prepping the meal, I wanted to share with everybody the fact that you bought me something which I've never had in my life, which is a proper you knife. Again. No, you're No, you're no you didn't buy me anything weird. <laughs> Did you? Maybe that's coming. Um, but Angela bought me a proper knife and I've never had a proper knife. And Mish, my boyfriend, says the reason he doesn't cook is because we don't have proper knives. And has he cooked since? No. <laughs> but you know what? I've never bought as many plasters. Oh, my fingers! No. Are you doing this? Like, so you're holding your fingers... No, I'm not doing that. I see chefs doing that where they put their fingers like you don't against want your fingers the onion. Like that, you see, because then you'll slip. You need them. Yeah, up. that one got one. That one's quite healed now. That yeah. was quite oh, a bad crikey. one. That one. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Nick. but wonderful gift. <laughs> really revolutionised how I cook as well. Is it quicker? So much quicker. Yeah, no Love blunt it. knives. Ugh, no blunt knives, but a lot of blood loss. Oh, a lot of blood yeah. loss. <laughs> I have a nurse at home. But thanks for my knife. Pleasure, pleasure. Right, should we get cracking on the meal? Yeah, let's go. So I'm going to do a really cheeky thing, Bernays mayonnaise rather than Bernays sauce. So you make a classic mayonnaise, add the tarragon, add the shallots, but it's really delicious. We're going to do homemade chips where I'm going to blanch the potatoes first and then finish them in a fryer. And just a simple steak, you know, cook it in the pan for two minutes either side, nice bit of butter, loads of salt and pepper. And then we're going to put that on top of a slice of bread with some caramelised crispy onions, watercress and the Bernays mayonnaise. It's going to be delicious. It is time now for this week's Dish guest, and we have another MBE in the building, Angela. We are welcoming an incredible actor who has appeared in big, big TV shows like Homeland and Supergirl. On top of that, he has written an incredible memoir called Maybe I Don't Belong Here. He's been in huge theatrical productions like Othello and King Lear, and now he's been reduced to this podcast. (laughs) Round of applause from our lovely crew for the wonderful David Howard, everybody! Marvellous, marvellous. Hello. Hi, David. Hello, hello. Thanks. Hello. God, this is exciting. Thanks for coming to see us. Pleasure. Real pleasure. This is breakfast. This is breakfast. Yeah, whiskey sour, we thought, on a Monday morning. That's good. At 11.20. Sort of hair of the dog. Can I say it smells 
gorgeous in here. Good. It really does. I'm, we like I'm to hear those compliments. Are you hungry? Starving. Right, okay. Yes. I've only had a shake this morning. Oh, wow. A healthy shake just to sort of line the stomach. Yeah. yeah. You're a fan of steak and chips, aren't you, Dave? I do murder a steak and chips. Okay. So I'm looking forward to your rendition. So, yeah, we've got a slight steak and chip sandwich, shall we Ooh. say? We've got lovely, so rather than Bernays, you know, the fancy sort of tarragon sauce, we've got a mayonnaise Bernays. Oh, lovely. Great. Very nice. And homemade chips and a great steak. Which you have rustled together yourself. Which I've rustled together myself. Do you eat well? You look very fit. I'm trying to. You know, I'm, well, when you have been on the TV, all the time you have to sort of you know be careful because yeah. you uh, you know and I haven't been on the TV for a while so I've been on the pies right. I have been on the pies and on the beers yeah and on the strawberry daiquiris actually oh really oh. that's quite the mix yeah I'm, I'm now trying to get more svelte yeah. yeah well a steak sandwich with chips and a whiskey sour <laughs> It's a, a diet, great, right? It's a yeah, way it's to the go. supermodel's great diet. Way to go. Do you ever have to, when you're filming a series, look the same for a really long time? Well, you have to pretend to look the same. Right. But, but, but I don't, you see. And you can literally, as the series progresses, you can just see me getting wider and wider and wider. <laughs> but we're very excited you're with us today. Thank you. Because, so you know, let's we, do a little yeah, cheers. Cheers. Cheers, cheers, David. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Cheers, Angela. Great. A whiskey sour in the morning. Let's go. Mm-hmm. The recipe, if you want to try the whiskey sour at home, is on waitress.com slash dish recipes, which is, you don't want that in a script, dish recipes, (laughs) let me tell you. But go on dish recipes um, and you can try a whiskey sour for yourself. That's really, really nice. Do you whisk the egg to put it in there? Because I've never actually made it. We shook it in a shaker. Shook it in a shaker. Nothing makes me feel like a chef more than separating an egg yolk from an egg white. I'm like... (laughs) Get a load of this, Angela. That is chefing I'm in saying my nothing. house. I'm Where saying like... nothing. <laughs> Brilliant. You did get the sort of eggiest one. I, I did. feel like David got the best one. Yeah, well, that's right But they're trial and error, aren't it's they? Pretty cocktails. nice. It's very, very nice. Very nice. We've got lots to talk about. We're going to talk about your book, and we want to yes. talk about you know the the movies you've been in and the shows you've been in. Thank but you, you know, it, it does feel exciting when we get like a Hollywood level star on this podcast, doesn't it? Yeah. Hollywood level think? star, that's nice. Yeah, but you are, um, isn't it? Well, I'm from Birmingham. Yeah, no, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's, it's nice to have been out there and to kind of, and now be back. Do you ever, when you are out and about, do people come over and do the whole, like, I loved you in this, loved you in that? All the time. And yeah. people will kind of double take. They're not expecting to see you mm-hmm. by the baked beans. Yeah. They, they think I should be swanning down, you know, Sunset Boulevard or something yeah. like that. Walking a poodle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Getting know. out of your Lamborghini with a poodle. Exactly. They, they, yeah. they have this impression that you're loaded, you're living in the sunshine and jumping in and out of Maseratis and things. <laughs> and there you are buying sausages. <laughs> so again, this is a bit of a come down. And what about your family? Do your family ever sort of complain that you've gone Hollywood because my family go mad that I have like non-dairy milk and they're like oh he's gone London he's gone London because they have like just not dairy Yeah, no, they go mad I think they were initially a little bit worried mm-hmm. even when I started acting they yeah. were initially a bit worried because you're talking posh mm-hmm. and you're saying bath instead of bath <laughs> and uh, that really kind of worried my mum at first. When, you but know, you purposely changed, didn't you? I did. I, I, sort of, I didn't want to sort of play brummies yeah. my whole life. I purposefully sort of attained that yeah. sort of middle ground so that I could change it and yeah. I could morph into Americans and Scousers and Northerners and do all different types of accents, which is like what I like to do as a kid. You know? So what's your brummy now? What was your school yesterday? Well, you know, I used to talk like that, you know, talking in a brummie <laughs> accent, you know. And it was really, really sort of hard and, and, and different. <laughs> Um, so I got rid of that, you know. Um, Your whole face changed. No, he could still like that down, you know. I was like, I thought we had David Howard on. <laughs> Who's this man? Who is he? 
<laughs> is there any accent that you it. can't do if you ever get a script and you're like, oh, not that one? You can never think that way. You've just got to say to yourself, that's the challenge and get into it and work for it. And these days there are so many fantastic um, resources. YouTube's a great resource. Yeah. yeah. So you, you know, if you, you have to play like somebody from Michigan, yeah. you just get on YouTube and go Michigan accent and you just have to work at it. You really do have to commit to it and work at it. And do you do it when you're not at work? If you've got to do a Michigan accent, are you like walking around the house? I being try, like, hey. but I, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were from Michigan. I, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I try, but I, you know, I, I'm not that method. I, you know, uh -huh. I, I, there are people who like stay in character, yeah. but I just can't be bothered. Right? You know, I, 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 nah. I, I'm of the let's pretend school yeah. of acting. Yeah. And, and so I'll do it when I'm working and then zip out of it. And it's really odd because you, you see like the lighting guy or the sound guy going, where's he from? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and when you come out with an English accent. Of so course, it's, uh, they don't it. They don't, they're not expecting that. I remember when I watched some on, um, when Gaga did the House of Gucci yeah. film and she said she just stayed in that accent yeah, for the, the entire year at home and everything. I was like, imagine if you lived with her. <laughs> <laughs> and she's pretending to be I, an I, Italian yeah, lady for a year. couldn't do it. No uh, way. I, I mean, I guess it depends on how seriously you take your yeah. craft. And some people will take it to an extreme. I mean, for me, it's more clothes than accents. I yeah. love, I love to get inhabit the clothes of the character. Mm. But what was that film you were in, and then they basically said the character wasn't right? Well, that was really weird because the guy that had written the, the film, he'd actually written for a different actor. Right. Okay. And that actor had to drop out with like three weeks to go or something. Yeah. So they were scrabbling around, and somebody suggested me, and he went, "Oh, great! Never met me." Yeah. And uh, I turned up, and I looked nothing like the character that he had envisaged. So we shot the first three days, and then he just basically came up to me and said, "I could just see he was panicking, and he was like, it's just not working, it's not working.'" And yeah. I said, so what can I do? And he said, well, we just need a different character. Right, yeah. So I literally ran into wardrobe and just picked up a whole load of different shirts and yeah. trousers and just shaved off my moustache. I had a yeah. moustache and a beard, shaved it all off, did my hair differently and, um, and just improvised the whole day. And, he, and at the end of the day, he came at you and he went, don't change anything. That's exactly the character. <laughs> That's the guy. And I never looked at the script again for the rest yeah. of the movie. And, you know, given that, you know, obviously Rada and then Othello and all the Shakespearean, I mean, mm. where are you? Stage? You scream? What do you, you know, what's I, your, is there a favourite? It's the character and yeah. it's, it's, the, it's the situation. And, and I'm about to go back on stage in November, a play called Best of Enemies, which is really, really, it's a fantastic piece. James yeah. Graham wrote it. It was at the Young Vic and right. we're going to take it into the West End. And that's probably one of my favourite uh experiences ever in my yeah. career because it was really challenging and very difficult and something that I would not normally do which is play a right-wing white conservative yeah and uh, which is nothing like me as you can imagine <laughs> um and it was I thought how am I going to get into that headspace you know to, to politically play somebody yeah, that I don't agree with at yeah. all it was really good fun in the end and, and as I say really really challenging so for me there's nothing like live performances because yeah. someone's sitting right there or someone's sitting mm -hmm. right there and it's more immediate. Whereas yeah. on screen, you just never really know what's going to make it, what's going to mm -hmm. get cut, sure. what's gonna, what angle they're going to use. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's And the stop start of it as well. Like, yeah. let's do that again. Let's do like, that again. As a play, you're like, yeah. you've got go. one chance to do it. Yeah. And, and for me, it's that, 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 that live wire stuff. That, um, That's the adrenaline. Higher wire, yeah. High wire acting. That's what I yeah. really mm -hmm. like. It always amazes me when I do go to the theatre that you are just out there. This is the first time as well that I forgot my lines. I dried, like, uh -huh. a, a couple of times. So in the middle of a line, you just go, I have no idea what's coming next. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's a really scary Eek. place to be when you're 
literally on stage with a packed house and you just go, I don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> Next, just make a funny face. Yeah, just go, Your turn, can't remember. <laughs> How do you do it? Like, do you do it like, you know, you used to do revision at school? Do you sit down and be like, today's the day I'm learning the lines? Do you know what? Once I had kids, mm. it became a very different equation. I used to do that. I used to sit down and learn my lines. But once you've had kids and you've become a bit of an adult, you, you, I can't be asked. <laughs> <laughs> and you just think, something you, play. You think it'll go in, it'll go in. I'm going to get you some food. Oh, here we yeah. go. Yeah, here Fantastic. we go. It's food time. Do you need a hand? No, I'm no. good, thank you. I love watching people cook. Do you cook a lot? Do you cook I try, at all, I try and cook. You know, you look at the picture on the, in, in the cookbook yeah, and you're like, that looks great. I'm mm -hmm. going to cook that tonight. And it looks completely different. I'm sure you're better than you think. I think everyone's better than they think, honestly, genuinely. Yeah, well, I, I think if I spend a bit more time with people like yourself, I could probably yeah. get there. I do love watching Angela cook. She's really actually calm in the kitchen. Do you know what my problem, What my one of my major issues in the kitchen is timing. It's when you, when you start doing the sauce and when you start putting this in, and I'm terrible. But you shouldn't worry about it. I forget stuff and I literally sit down and meet and I go, oh, I've forgotten that. I'll go and get it in the oven. There's nothing to worry about, is it? It's only a bit of food. Fantastic food. <laughs> Angela Hartner. <laughs> it's only a bit of food. Oh, look at that. Look at that. See the little sprinkle. What have you sprinkled on there? A bit of... little bit of salt. Okay. Ooh, what yes. salt? Salt. Oh. salt? What salt do you use? That's just a bit of like flaky sea salt. But to be honest, when you did things, because we've got some chips to go with this. Oh, look at that. I think oh, you yes. need fine salt. You know, right. sometimes chefs can be quite snobby about it. Look at that. Oh, yes, Angela. Yep. Do you ever cook a steak at home? I do. Yeah? yeah. Is it good? I can't cook it as well as... Yeah, me neither. You know what I mean? Getting it medium like that mm. is, is, is an art, I think. And I'm not very good at it. I either... I just overcook it or undercook it. Same. Uh, oh, are we I diving in? Something. I'm coming. Here we go. Here we go. Come on. Steak and chips. Tell us what you think. And whiskey sour at 11 o'clock in the morning. Let's have it. Mmm. Mmm. That's really nice. Thank wow, you. Wow, Angela, that is great. Can I nick a chip as well? Yeah, get yeah, involved, get into those chips. I like to get as many ingredients in my mouth as possible. As possible, yeah. My boyfriend does some, if he loves a meal, which is so weird, I think, where he'll save his favorite thing till the end. Oh, I do that. Yeah, like, like eat that. it by Like, so he'd be like, watercress first. Then onions, <laughs> then steak, then chips. No, I'm like, do that's that. mad. No, no, no. <laughs> that is You've mad. You've got to have a bit of everything in bit there. Of everything. Bit of everything. Every, that's why it's been made, right? Yeah, that's why they go together. I tell you what, that is absolutely superb. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Really delicious, Andrew. How did you get the onions like that? So you cook them until they're soft. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, they're literally soft. And then you turn the heat up and then fry them until they start to go crispy like that. Mm. Oh, look at that. That's absolutely fantastic. Oh, the sugar in the onions that are just caramelised. I guess you have to know, is it the food that you understand? Honestly, David, I really don't understand a lot about cooking in that respect. You know, the science of it all, no. Um, really? Yeah, no, I think you, you understand the basic, but there's some people that get really geek. Like, you talk about people who take acting really seriously and get into the character. There's mm -hmm. chefs that take it really seriously and understand every element. I'm not one of those. I'm a bit more like you. Take it as you come, right. cook it. If it works, it's great. I love those onions, but, they're great. Really. I do know that bit about the sugar. Right, what are we drinking, mister? We are going to have some red wine. I know, David, we've heard that you like a, a gutsy red. I like do. a proper heavy red. However, this wine has been suggested as the pairing with what we're eating. It's okay. a, a Pinot Noir, which is a little bit lighter, mm -hmm. but we're told it goes really great with the Bernays. Mm. Okay. And it's called 
elephant in the room. Cheers. More winners. Winners. Mm, that's good. Winners Lots of winners. Winners this morning. That's absolutely fantastic. I really like yeah. that. But growing up as a kid, your mum cooked? <laughs> mum did all the cooking when I was a kid. You know, I'm ashamed to say when I was youngest, and you know, I wanted like the bacon, egg, sausage, chips and beans. Yeah. Whereas my mum was cooking all this West Indian food. Yeah. And then later on in my life, it was like, I, I loved the West Indian food mm. and I kind of shoved everything else aside. Yeah. But, and I wished, I wished to God I would have watched my mum cooking yeah, yeah of course. because now she's getting on a bit she cooks less yeah. and less and you just yeah. think that's a tradition that is that is yeah. kind of going and, and yeah, of I, I would have loved to have known exactly how to season and how, yeah. to, how you know what to do with the stuff and yeah. and how best to kind of marinate your meat and yeah. also then trying to get certain ingredients i bet because there were probably different spices and herbs maybe that were typical to west indian food that's one of the things i've found quite difficult when i've worked abroad is that mm. you can't get the ingredients yeah or you know, trying to cook when you're in, uh, I've spent a lot, a lot of time in Canada and trying to get the right ingredients in Canada. Yeah. They, they had no idea what curry goat was or, yeah, yeah, or you, know, you couldn't find the right spices mm. and you couldn't find the right seasoning. So you have to make it up as you go. Yeah. Was there a food that really reminds you of being a kid? Wagon wheels. We used to mm, wagon yeah. wheels. Oh. Remember Saturday morning cartoons? Yeah. My mum would always bring out all the kind of sweets and all the treats on a Saturday. Oh, that sounds lovely. And I, was, I always remember sitting there Open me little wagon wheel mm. and, and watching Thunderbirds and, and oh. sort of, you know, Joe 90. Mm. And sort of, that's, that, was, that was my sort of Saturday A wagon night. wheel felt when you were a kid as well, like it was like the size of like a steering wheel, didn't it? It was like so big. It was like, huge. Oh, it was huge. Yeah. <laughs> it would take you a week to get through yeah. it, you know. So, Homeland, £80 pounds in your pocket, then the call came through. I had this best friend when I was at school, and right up until into my kind of late 30s. He was always the guy who used to phone, you know, to kind of pick me up when I was down and whatever. He was your cheerleader. He was my up. cheerleader. Yeah, that's how it felt And he, uh, he, he passed away. Yeah. And um, just a kind of shocking call one day and he, he you know, he, he was, he, he, he died. And I kind of lost my confidence. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't work for almost a year. And, you know, when you're not working, it's, after a while it gets a little scary. Yeah. And it was, it had been almost nine, ten months. And... My agent rang me up and said, I've got this gig for you, and I've got this audition, Homeland. You know, put yourself on tape, here's a couple of scenes. And I, I, I said, no, I can't be, I said, no. Mm. I just didn't have the confidence. A week later, he, he rang me up and went, just please, just put yourself on tape for this thing. And I thought, oh, okay. And I got the wife to read the offlines and I, I literally put my phone on the windowsill and I didn't even learn it. I just kind of read it and uh, sent it off. And when you do these kind of self-tapes, you never think anyone's gonna watch it. Mm. Yeah. You just think, um, you know, no one's gonna watch that. Yeah. And they did. And uh, a week after uh, doing the tape, my manager rang me up and said, you've got it. And I had 80 quid le left in the bank. I hadn't yeah. worked in over a year. Yeah. But the day that I got it was his birthday. Oh, wow. My best mate's birthday. A year later mm. on his birthday. And he was the guy who always said I was going to make it. Yeah. For it to happen on his birthday was yeah. just for me, just crazy. Because wow. that's the one job that actually did yeah. take me off to America. Well, and, and, and Exactly, more, yeah. 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 Wow, that's such a special thing to happen. Really? And, and you know, people, a lot of people say it's coincidence, but was it? I, I read in the book somewhere someone say if you just purely put things down to coincidence, you, mm. you deny your life an element of beauty, and I like yeah. that. Yeah. That it's just something special yeah. that had to happen yeah. on that particular day. Yeah, it did, and then it was a, a total life changing. It was a life changing role for you. Yeah. How does life change on the the day to day? What does it mean for like you and your family when you're in a show like that? Uh, well, my family weren't really with me because we made the decision not to move to America. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, 
Because, I mean, I like America, but it's a bit nuts. Where Was it all Where filmed it? in LA? No, we filmed it in North Carolina. Okay. My wife had a good support system at home and the kids yeah. had their friends. So we thought, let's just keep it as we have it. And luckily, because they blew me up the next season. So I didn't... Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I did I was really... very annoying. Yeah. I wasn't there like, so was I. Like Look at Angela, the only one not laughing in the room. No, just like... very annoying. I love very that annoyed. whole, you know, the relationship, you know... You and Claire had, you know, obviously on mm. the screen, yeah, because mm. she was feisty and you were feisty. Yeah, Claire Danes is one of the most extraordinary actors mm. I've yeah. ever worked with. Yeah. And um, so I had played all my scenes with these great, yeah. a- great actors. And so for me, it was just like every day was just like a, an acting masterclass. Yeah. It was just yeah. great fun. And is it a lot different when you're doing a TV show to a film? Can you tell like the, 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 the vibe when you're on set? Like, does it feel any different? Well, I mean, I think we knew we had something special. And then literally by episode seven, I think it came on the telly when, when, yeah. we, when mm-hmm. we were doing episode seven. And then literally within a couple of weeks, people were saying, this is the greatest thing ever. Uh. And then by episode 12, we were at the Emmys. Yeah. And so for me to, to go from being stint in South London, mm-hmm. you, know, in a, you know, putting cling film on the, on the windows to keep the window, sure. yeah. to suddenly being at the Golden Globes and walking past De Niro and Pacino mm. and yeah. shaking hands with my all-time favourite Sidney Poitier. I saw Sidney Poitier. Amazing. On the, I was walking to the bogs. Yeah. I looked and, and Sidney Poitier was just walking. And I went, oh, you're great. And yeah, just yeah, took yeah. my hand out. It was just so great to just be literally on my ass and feeling like terrible to suddenly a year later just being on top of the world yeah, and of being in a hit show, being in Hollywood. So one thing we read about Homeland was that you all used to go to each other's houses for dinner and cook for one another. Do you have a favourite cook from the show? Marina mm-hmm. Baccarin, who played Brody's wife. Oh, yeah. She's, Brazil- she's Brazilian. And some of the dishes, she and you go around to her flat yeah. and there'd be like 18 different um, kind of courses. You know, like Fantastic. Dishes on, on the, you know, a bit of dip of that, mm-hmm. yeah. a little bit of dip of that. And you go around to mine, it'd be like chips, bacon, <laughs> you know, sausages. About that be it, you know. But her, she had all these dishes and Claire was something similar. She had yeah. all these salads and yeah. she yeah. was a great cook. I love the fact Damien was probably there in the corner going, yeah, sausages, this is yeah, an English thing. Wow, so English. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, this is what we do. I always yeah. won, I always won with yeah. Damien, but yes. Yeah. Marina kind of just about nudges Tipped it with all your, her dishes. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. No, yeah. it was, I think that, I think Homeland's up there with the Sopranos, mm-hmm. with the Wire. You know, it's, you know, very different, you know, but equally brilliant, you know, the characters, the way it was done. Because it wasn't on a box set, so Mm. it would come out every week. Mm -hmm. So people literally were like running home to watch it on a Sunday night, which was, which was great, you know. That's proper TV. I love that. I, I still can't get into like binging telly. I don't know, it might be quite old fashioned. Did you not binge during lockdown? No, I quite like to be restrained. And like to make to you? Me. That's what we always say, yeah. David. With TV yeah. only. Yeah. Um, no, but do you know what I mean? I quite like waiting because I like d- thinking about it for a few days and letting it sort of fester in your yeah. brain and right. talking about like that episode with a few people. Yeah. I hate when everyone's at different... I, yeah, I don't know, I kind of like the feeling of everyone that did happen with Homeland, that everyone yeah. was like, oh, oh Sunday yeah. night, oh, <laughs> did you watch it? Like, I like that feeling. Yeah. And it's yeah. quite rare that we get those shows now. That well, everyone... these days, now everyone goes, first episode, watch it all on iPhone. I've watched it yeah, all, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Which yeah. is a shame. Yeah, bring back Terrestrial. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've had a question. Oh, here we go. Um, I think it's for Angela, but David, you've cooked sausages and bacon and chips. <laughs> So maybe you can answer it. Mick says, hi guys. Uh, My question, I always hear the phrase in cookery programs all the time and I haven't a clue what they mean. The phrase is, 
cooking out. So for example, if you add flour to the butter when making a white sauce, the chef will say, just cook it out. Or when you add tomato puree to the pan, you need to cook it out first. What on earth are you on about? Big love, Mick. You ever heard that question? <laughs> you heard that phrase before? You know when people say that phrase? I've like, never heard, no. I've, never I've heard, heard. just cook out the onions. Cook it out. Cook it How out. Do you cook out the onions. Um, I would. I would imagine it means. Yeah, let's get David's answer first. Yeah. I would imagine it means sort of make the flavour blend in, so that, so that you cook it. You, you cook it out. Mm. So that, out. 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 So you say to the onions, out. 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 Cook it out. It's it... a really bad expression, actually, and a really bad phrase, now you think about it. But mm. I would say that. I'd say cook it out. So what do you mean, then? Cook well, I, I sort of mean cook, really. I don't know why you put that out in. Like, when I said, you know, <laughs> you right. cook it, you know, well, my brother always says, because I go, I'll oh, just lob it in the pan and just cook it out. And I say that, and he goes, what am I lobbing and what am I cooking out? Will you articulate? <laughs> okay, yes, I agree. Because, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's basically, I suppose, to start the process of cooking. So when you say flour, mm. you are cooking out the starch in a way to form a ah, sauce. Right. So if you were doing a reduction or you say cook it out, if you were reducing wine in a sauce, you'd say cook it out and you're reducing the alcohol. Mm -hmm. So it works for certain things, but it certainly, you wouldn't say cooking out chips that would be ridiculous no. right but yeah chefs now listen i love our industry and our chefs but we're not the smartest just cook it out just cook it out i used to say to my mum i used to say I, I used to phone her up and say how long do i cook the chicken and she'd say until it's done Yes. Yeah. See, that makes sense. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Just cook it till it's cooked. Uh, if you want more brilliant it. answers to questions like this, <laughs> then email us dish at waitrose.co.uk. David, let's talk about your book. Yes. I was reading it last night in bed, and when I got in this morning, I was talking to Angela, and I realised she had headphones in listening to it, which I've never seen Angela do before. Yeah, I've pretty much read up to the last chapter. Because I got up to the point where... You know, Homeland Not came. Really. No, no. Yeah. But Homeland came, you know, you've gone through literally being into two mental institutions, yeah. you know. You... It's kind of bizarre to think of that, isn't it? Really? But it, it was the tweet, wasn't it? You know, you did on Mental Health Day, in a sense, that yeah. sent it out and, ins not inspired you, but then speak to people to said, tell us what happened. I mm. didn't really expect it to kind of go yeah. nuts like that. I've got to be yeah. honest with you. I think they call it oversharing. Right. I remember tweeting out, as somebody who's had a breakdown, I just want to say, uh, get some help if you can and look after yourself. It was World Mental Health Day. I said, yeah. you know, look after yourself today and get some help if you can. Cheers and all the best, Dave. And, uh, and I remember I had to get on a plane, flew to Vancouver, because I was mm. shooting in Vancouver. You know, you turn your phone off. Mm -hmm. uh, you know. So I turned my phone off, went through customs, didn't turn it back on again, flew to Vancouver, got off of Vancouver, turned my phone on, and there were like 40,000 retweets. Wow. Yeah. Suddenly I had a real panic. Yeah. <laughs> suddenly got oh, I hadn't told anybody. Yeah. And I calls from ITV, calls from BBC, people kind of going, we, we, we want to know about this. Mm. In, as I said, really kind of quite scared that I'd overshared something. But that led to an article, I wrote an article in The Guardian about my experiences. And a friend of mine who actually came around to my house when I was in the midst of my mental breakdown 30 years ago, read the article and said to me, that's not how I remember it. And I thought, hang oh, on a wow. minute. Mm. So I very naively pitched an idea to the BBC about, I'll go on a kind of investigative journey yeah. to you know, uncover what happened in my breakdown. Thinking, because I remember there were some quite funny things. There was lots mm -hmm. of funny and amazing things that I did. But that's the thing with psychosis. You have these like, real highs. Mm. It's a bit like, I guess, like a manic depressives, go, they go through these huge highs mm. where they get quite 
you know, they can't sleep and there's this excitement and this like energy. So once I started doing the documentary and started investigating it, and I think the key was when they, they found my medical records in, yeah. the, in this documentary, mm. found my medical from 30 years ago. Yeah. And everything I'd said when I was sectioned in this mental, which is still hard for me to kind of mm -hmm. get my head around, that I spent seven days in a mental institution. Mm. And, and I thought I'd buried this whole thing. And everything I'd said and everything I did was recorded. And the BBC found my medical records. Mm. And in this scene, in this documentary, I'm supposed to go and pick up the medical records. And I'm supposed to read it and sort of discuss it. And the first thing I saw just absolutely terrified me. And I just yeah. slammed it shut. Yeah. And I said, I don't want to do this anymore. And I just said, cut, cut. Yeah, of course. And because you're reading your disturbed self. Mm -hmm. mm. And that was the first day that I really panicked. I thought, I've, and loads of people said to me, do not go there. Yeah. Right. Leave it well be, leave it buried. You don't want to go there. Yeah. But I'd sort of opened the latch a little mm. bit. What did your wife say? She was terrified. And yeah. she actually thought, you know, she was worried because the kids are going to go course, to school and yeah. people are going to say, your dad's crazy, you know, all that yeah. stuff. And is it going to reflect badly on us, reflect badly on the family? And actually, when the doc came out, none of us watched it. And, and I, I don't know whether my mood was filtered through the house because the kids were like in a really weird mood and then they all went to bed. And, and the, t the TV's always on in the house or yeah. somebody's always watching something and nobody turned the TV on. Yeah. And the kids all went to bed and, and uh, my wife went to bed really early. <laughs> and, and I knew it was on and I thought, I'm not gonna watch it. And, and, and I, I'm just gonna, you know, and I, I, at about half past, half past nine, uh, and I knew it started at nine, at half nine I just, I just thought, right, that's it, I'm gonna go to bed. And I try to get some sleep. And at 10 o'clock, every single device in my house just started bleeping, buzzing, <laughs> twitching, beeping. All these messages started coming through and everyone just saying how amazing it was. Yeah. And because uh, I really worried, I was really scared. And I thought, I've ruined my career. Or yeah. I've, I've let people in. Yeah, yeah, I've let yeah. people in to, yeah. to, to see but me. Interesting, the one person who called you, if I've got it right, is your mum. That was the first one that I... To call yeah. you to say she had watched it. She had watched it yeah. and she loved it. And once I got that from mum. Yeah. I was like, I'm okay. You're all right. I'm okay. Because mm -hmm. she, she watched it and she thought, you handled that really, really well. Yeah. You came across really, really well. And then I started reading some of these messages and they were extraordinary mm -hmm. from people who I'd known for years who, uh, you know, had never told me that their mums had had breakdowns right, or yeah. their dads had, had breakdowns or that, you know, we'd never, and the family had never spoken about it. And yeah. when the documentary came out, you know, it, it made us talk about mm -hmm. it. And, uh, you know, I've had people just say to me, thank you so much for, for making that doc because, yeah. you know, that happened to, you know, a, a really good friend mm -hmm. and, you know, we, we didn't know what to do and watching your documentary, now we understand. And so it's been kind of life-changing in that yeah, sense. I bet. And, yeah, and, and I think it's so great to, well, as you say, that to have those conversations starting and when we were, were talking about your book and talking about your documentary and we'd watched it, it immediately started conversations with us yeah. and like at work and people were like, oh, I actually know someone experienced this and it's such mm. a healthy thing, but such a giant step for you to take as well. Like, so congratulations I, on even uh, thank making you. it yeah. and thank for you. the repercussions. Oh, I didn't people. know it at the time, yeah. but I, you know, it's, it has literally changed a lot of people's mm -hmm. lives. And, 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 you know, I was doing a book signing a couple of uh, months ago and Tom, there was this, there was a lady whose son had only just been sectioned and she just burst into tears and just oh. said, I just came because I want, you know, I, you know, you're doing so well, and you're, yeah. you you look really balanced. Like just to give myself hope that he's going to get through wow. it. Yeah. 
Uh, and it's scary. It mm -hmm. really is a very scary thing. You never think they're going to recover. But mm -hmm. as you can see, I, I guess I have a little bit recovered. Well, cheers. Cheers to that. Cheers. Yeah. Well, it's an incredible yeah. read and an incredible doc as well. Oh. If you've not seen it, the doc's on iPlayer still. David Harewood, Psychosis and Me. You can go and check that out. And of course, your book, Maybe I Don't Belong Here, is now in paperback. Yes. Read it. Yeah, do. It's a wonderful do. book. And can I just say, can I just say, happy birthday. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, they're not discreet, this lot. I heard Angela come in and I knew that she wouldn't be someone who likes a fuss. <laughs> and I heard people going, happy birthday. I bet she's like... What a great start to the day. <laughs> Thank you, David. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. All the recipes and drinks can be found on the Waitrose website at waitrose.com slash dish recipes. Follow Dish from Waitrose wherever you get your podcasts. Tell your friends, tell your family, and why not leave us a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We can't all have a Michelin star chef in the kitchen, but you can get some Michelin star advice. Email your questions for Angela to dish at waitrose.co.uk. Waitrose. Food to feel good about. <laughs>